The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. And if this weekend has proved nothing to us, it has proved one thing, that everybody will wreck everybody's mother to win a championship in the NASCAR. It doesn't matter what series it is, whether it's trucks, Xfinity, Cup Race, Ah, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Probably the only two without damage to anything over the course of this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's no joke. What a uh, man. Again, they delivered once again. Just a crazy race. Not only, you know, guys wrecking and stuff, but, but mechanical failures, tire failures. We got the whole shebang. It kept everything. Very, very uh, interesting throughout the night. There's no doubt about that. They say anything can and will happen, and literally we witnessed it across all the weekend. Of course, we talked about it. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday slate for the NASCAR races, and I'm telling you, man, every single one of those nights provided just the top-notch entertainment that you were hoping for on those given nights. And look, it was NASCAR and football, and honestly, both of them delivered, but the NASCAR race had a little more fire in it than even the football game had. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, man, it just, yeah, again, exciting. All three races were really good races, and I, I like the Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. I wish they'd do that more. Unfortunately, the new schedule just came out, and there's only two Saturday races for next year, so that kind of sucks, but uh, I, I like the I, I like the uh, earlier in the week and the night races. Man, I just under the lights brings out an extra couple of ounces of whatever, but it's uh, it makes it so much more exciting. A little more tempers. I, I think I like what the announcers had said, and I don't. I, normally, I don't listen to what they say just because I, I can I can discern what's happening in the race in front of me. I don't need them to, to break it down for me. But by and large, sometimes they have nuggets, and I think uh, I can't remember who said it, but it just takes them back to their their short track days, right? They're they're where they were running late models or running midgets or even whatever they were running and you know those races you go we've gone to these races and they are not polite in any way shape or form yeah that's just how short track racing is and i mean that's you know where most of these i mean pretty much everybody starts on some type of short track to begin their career as they're younger and and get into racing so most if not all of them have that background and short track racing is just a different thing there's not as much space Things get spread out on these bigger tracks, the mile and a half, even the you know mile and a quarter tracks. 
these short tracks, there's nothing to spread out. I mean, the field gets strung out and then all of a sudden you're into the lap cars and there's constantly you're around someone. There's no way to avoid it. Um, on the bigger tracks, of course, you know, things just get spread out and guys will just be running by themselves for, for laps on end with nothing. But you don't see that at a short track. And I think that keeps it so much more exciting because there is always action no matter what. Indeed. Uh, a couple of things to go over in the News and Notes program. We will not spend a lot of time. I know that there's probably other shows that are taking a lot more deep dives into the schedule, but that's because they don't have awesome bets to get to. But a couple things that's to touch off on. These off-season shows. Exactly. See, this is why. This is why. Cody, this is why. Uh, that, that's the time for another offseason. But yeah, exactly. The, the schedule did come out. Uh, they are going back to L.A. That is kind of one of the bigger things for the Bush Light Clash, which, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. They'll, they'll probably keep it there for this year and then travel it around as they show that it's, uh, you know, a, a viable thing for other coliseums to have. So, um, I don't know, Cody, just, just one or two takeaways. Did you see anything that kind of jumped out at you as far as, as major things to look at as we move forward other than the uh, the north yeah i mean uh, the biggest things that jumped out we kind of already knew all this like it's there's not a ton of drama with the schedule release like a few dates change here and there but we already pretty much know all the tracks la coliseum we already knew that was gonna come back the chicago street course replaces road america we all knew that that'll be july 4th weekend um the thing with that too is they were supposed to do an imsa race and then a nascar the cup series IMSA race got canned and they're doing Xfinity. So Xfinity is going to run the road course as well. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of ringers in that race specifically. Uh, and then, yeah, North Wilkesboro, obviously a huge thing. We kind of touched on it last week, but the all-star race coming back there, they're going to have a truck series race. Sounds like Dale Jr. is trying to work on a late model race with a bunch of legends from the sports and maybe some current drivers. That's I think that whole weekend is going to be super fun. And I think it's going to open up bringing back some of these original NASCAR tracks where the, the ones that are still around, that is that, that they don't still go to um, for that. So those are kind of the biggest takeaways. And then the Fontana race, uh, they had said this a few years ago, but then COVID kind of put everything on hold. They do say that 2023 will be the last year for the two mile track. And then it will be shortened into a mixture of like a Bristol slash Martinsville type of track. going to be interesting to see, what what exactly that track looks like, but it's going to go from from the two mile to like a half mile or a little less, I think. That's going to be crazy. A little short track racing in Southern California. A lot of fun to be had. Well, speaking of short track racing, Cody, we had three days of it, and it started with the truck race that, uh, that happened on Thursday night. Again, packed with action. We did not hit an outright, but pretty much all of our head-to-heads hit in this one so a, a great night to be a head-to-head better not so much for the, <laughs> the outrights but What's that wasn't our fault too, we did good both in the truck race and in the xfinity race we did great on picking the right the dominant vehicles in those races they just didn't get the win but then all the other bets were great so so it worked out good um but yeah my first one time majeski over ben rhodes I talked about Rhodes, how he's not done well lately. I have not seen anything from him. Uh, he did not do well again. An 18th place finish at Bristol, not good for the defending champion. Ty Majeski obviously gets his first career win. Uh, great to see. As, as a fan, you're definitely one of those guys you're rooting for to finally get there, get it done. We've been close betting him a couple times this year. I think you might have had him last race. As <laughs> I did. Your winner. One too short. And, one too, uh, uh, yeah, one too early. 
yeah, one too early, but you meant to say this week, but you know, just got lost in translation there. Uh, but yeah, so Majeski over Rhodes minus 125 was the first one to cash. Yeah, and that was, again, that was one that was never in doubt. Ben Rhodes never had anything for it, so we weren't sweating that one at all, all day long. Uh, and then the next one that I hit are my favorite actual Canadian race car driver or race truck driver in there, Stuart Friesen, over Carson Hosevar. This one was not one that I was sweating until the end, and then I stopped sweating because all of a sudden Hosevar went a lap down, so we weren't necessarily that worried about it, but... Friesen and Josevar were kind of, I mean, Friesen was up top most of the day, but Josevar was making inroads and then was right there. In fact, they were kind of back-to-back or a couple of spots apart, and then uh, Josevar got shuffled around and and ended up 19th. But Stuart Friesen, a solid top-10 finish in seventh place. Looked like he could actually win this thing uh, for a couple of minutes there. I mean, maybe a couple of minutes. It wasn't, it wasn't convincing, but by and large... Uh, he's starting in third place. I thought if he was going to jump off to a good start, he could lead some laps and win, but fortunately he did not get there. Still seventh place finish, still above Carson Josevar. Yep, I think you get this one good. Josevar has just been struggling lately. We talked about it last week when we were breaking this down. Even though he had finished second at Kansas, it was just a strategy call, basically. I mean, his, his truck was not near good enough to finish second uh, if it hadn't been for the strategy call. They seem to have really fallen off. He's out of the playoffs. Um, and so I think it might be someone we need to keep fading going forward as much as we do love Hosovar. Uh, if he's getting matchups against these guys that keep performing week in and week out, um, freezing, man, freezing beginning of that race. There was a couple times, I don't know. I think his dirt track racing came into in handy because he almost lost that truck quite a few times early, but, but then he seemed to have a pretty good day. Obviously a nice solid finish for him. Uh, jumping into my next one, I had Zane Smith over Corey Heim. Uh, another one, I mean, what a crazy start to the weekend, Zane Smith and John Hunter Nemechek, the two favorites to win the race. I don't remember. I think Zane Smith, they had to change something. Uh, John Hunter wrecked his truck in practice. So both of them started in the very back of the, of the race, uh, made for exciting, exciting racing, watching them fight their way through the field. John Hunter never really got up there as much as Zane Smith did. Uh, Zane Smith was able to get up there and finish second. And Corey Heim was back in 10th. Um, again, this was just Zane Smith has been one of the top two trucks all year. And you expected that again from him. You expected him to perform well here. Obviously, a second place finish he did. So uh, you catch that one at minus 130. Yeah. And Zane Smith led 39 laps in this race as well, thinking that, you know, and, and so we had talked about it too when we were breaking down the race as far as don't be surprised to see a stretch where a truck breaks away and leads a few laps in a row. And that's kind of what happened here where, you know, Krause led 27 laps. Chandler Smith, who we'll talk about in a little bit, led 89 laps. Zane Smith led 39. Ty Majeski, not a lot of actual lead changes per se. Just a lot of action going around. And for Zane Smith, like you said, to come all the way up from a 35th place start to a second place finish was nothing short of fantastic just to watch him. Like the pit calls that they made all, I mean, and the driving on the track, Zane Smith had it dialed in, which is why it cashed my next bet where I had him as a top three finish at plus 150. And we talked about it. Zane Smith, just the model of consistency and being able to do this, not just on this track, but at large. So for Zane Smith, like we said, it was a little bit rocky there at first. We, we started 35th. I thought, oh, here we go. Because that's very simple to go laps down, 
at, at this track to get caught up in nonsense in this track as we've seen time and time again happen and, and did happen in this race too. But look, Zane Smith showed it, proved it, that he can keep himself out of, out of a mess. He can drive clean. He can drive around everybody. Finish second from 35th. So that was a that was a solid bet, and I and I loved watching him do it too because, in in a day that provided tons of chaos, Zane Smith was that rock that we could watch move up the up the leaderboard. Yeah, exactly. Just a guy you can rely on week in and week out to perform well. He's in a good truck. He's already signed a contract extension with them. He's going to be back there. Like that's his home for now. I think we're going to keep seeing that from Zane Smith. Over to my winners, uh, Chandler Smith. Plus 750 I gave out on the show. I think by the time the show came out, it was already down to 500. I said, still take that for sure. Uh, he was the best truck all night, no question about it. Led stage one, stage one, one stage two. Then he got shuffled back in the pit cycle. And at a track that's been a little tougher to pass on recently in Bristol, was not able to recover. Ends up finishing in, where did he finish? Uh, ninth position. So, man, tough one because, again, I think, think we hit the nail on the head with this one he was the best truck out there i don't think that was any question uh just again got shuffled back at the end wasn't able to quite do it maybe if we had a couple more restarts there at the end but but yeah ninth place for him then my long shot parker kligerman plus 2500 again uh, you know just disrespectful for a guy that's won a truck race this year and that when they show up to races they only run a part-time schedule but they pick and choose their races when they show up they have a chance he finished third place um, you're going to give me a, a guy at a 2,500 to win finish in third place. I'll take that every week because again, if you're third place, you're good enough to win the race as well. Um, and he, he kept popping his head up throughout the race. And, uh, there he was at the end again, just like we see from him time and time again. And I hope they keep pricing him this way because I'm going to keep taking him if they do. Hey, we circled the wagons as far as our winning pick, man. I mean, all of them were inside the top four. So I can't even say that we got it totally wrong because any one of these guys would have had an opportunity to win. Grant Enfinger was my pick to win as well. Uh, I had him at plus 600, and you know we made the case for him. He came in fourth, started fourth, ended fourth, but still had an opportunity at one point or another in all the parts of the races to, to be able to do it. And look, Pitt strategies played such a huge part in this, just like Cody said, to where this literally came down to pit calls. You know, again, I, I think pit call actually did cost Chandler Smith that win. But again, Parker Klingerman or, and, and Grant Enfinger, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, Chandler Smith was the only outsider at ninth, but finished inside the top 10. Let's let's put it that and way. He was, the, he was the best truck. And so, he was. Led, eight, led the most laps, right? I mean, yeah, you, you can't deny that. So, yeah, we, we circled it all uh, around with these, with these winning picks. But again, it was Ty Majeski. That was one race too early on him to win his first race. Uh, but it was a feel-good win. I mean, I couldn't even feel bad for him uh, for, for winning that race, right? Yeah, no. Again, like I said, from a fan side of things, it was great to see him win it. Um, obviously, from a betting side of things, you want you want to have money on him. But, uh, oh, well, it's, it, it's still it was good to see him. And we cashed other places and made up for missing out. And, again, I think we were on the right track with the guys we had. They were all in contention obviously the best truck of the night and then third and fourth place. You can't really beat that uh, three of your winners doing that well. And again, they weren't even the favorite drivers. It's not like we picked, you know, the top two favorites and they finished in the top five. Wow. What a surprise. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were down the board just a little bit. So uh, I think it was a pretty good night. 
Hey, and look, we tell you all the time, if we give you winners, then we're confident that these are top five, top three, top ten bets too. So you can always mix and match. You don't always have to just tail us. You can get creative with your bets as well. And if you would have bet any one of these guys as a top ten driver or even a top five driver, you would have cashed these bets. So uh, definitely look into it when you're listening to this show. We're teaching you. Remember, we're teaching you how to bet. You already know how to bet. We just want to teach you how to bet just that much better. So uh, that's what we're here for. Um, all right, we're going to step away and we're going to break down the Xfinity race, which once again provided uh, a nice level of entertainment all throughout the race up and down and some surprise finishes and some great cashed bets. But before we do, and as we always do, tell me, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open. It's 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and condition winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. Playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. You want over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable? It's Fubo TV, baby. Watch on all your devices. Never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR plus no contract, no commitment, and cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. When I am trying to look up all of the many, many odds that I have to look up on a daily basis, sometimes my eyes bleed because I have several tabs open at a time across all sorts of devices across all different states. Well, guess what? Now that is a thing of the past and I can thank oddstrader.com for giving me only one place to look for all of my odds that I get, for all of the research that I need to come to the conclusion on which odds to bet. Look, oddstrader.com has changed the game and it's changed the way that I do research for my odds and it'll do the same for you. Compare odds for all the major sportsbook. Plus, get the different sign-up codes and promo codes from sportsbooks to get the best deal. You get player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. It's going to make you the most informed better in the entire universe. Plus, keep records of all the games and all your betting activity with their bet tracker. You want handicapping? You want play-by-play updates? You want live scores and bet tracking? Get it at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader the number one site for all of your game day bets. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy platform available today. Play Pick'em Contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Go download the app. Choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills against the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet up to five-player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You don't want to miss out 
on this. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app and get a one or get a first deposit match up to $25. Promoguy.us is the best place to play if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win. Anyone can do that, but they'll give you the best odds where to find them and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And best part of all is promo guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us. Check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check us out at promoguy.us. We turn our attention to the Xfinity race, where, again, one hell of a show was put on by these Xfinity drivers. I, I mean, we talked about it just before. There's nothing disappointed about this weekend. I was very much pleased with not just the the outcome of the races or or basically, you know, what we saw, but just the way everybody was racing. Yeah, there were tempers. Yeah, there were some beating and banging going on. But, you know, this this type of a race that we saw at Bristol is is I think what we should see going forward is a lot of hard racing, a lot of clean racing, and and just the right amount of tempers thrown in there to to make it all worthwhile. But yeah, in the end, uh, this this did not disappoint as well. We got a winner. We got a, uh, a evacuation of the stomach once more, uh, but we did not get Cody the signature chest showing from the winner. So I was a little disappointed in that. Time from Noah Gregson. Uh, yeah, he he's he's mentioned that his mom is going to make him go see a doctor in the off season to <laughs> to see what the deal is with his stomach. I but apparently, I mean, from what Dale Jr. said, is is he actually like holds his breath. He gets so so into it he forgets to breathe he forgets to breathe rod that's that's like the most basic thing that everybody knows how to do right hey maybe if you're not that's white the, knuckling it around a short track with like 15 other people trying to beat and bang you at every guess. second so so yeah when you see gregson battling for the lead late he's not breathing and that leads to him throwing up so uh <laughs> yeah but man he does it again uh again pit strategy call again i picked the right driver <laughs> that led the most laps and it didn't work out, um, but oh well, such is life. Uh, we still had a pretty decent day with uh, with our bets, and start off with my first one. Noah Gregson, top three, uh, minus one twenty five, won the race, obviously. So uh, again, we talked about it. We we thought it was going to be three guys that would probably be head and shoulders above everyone. Uh, Gibbs ended up getting in trouble there early, and then kind of being out of the race. But the other two guys, which were Gregson and uh, and Allgaier both showed up, both performed well like we thought they would. Gregson obviously wins, and that secures his top three. At minus 125, again, for as good as he is, as consistent as he's been, a top three seemed like a no-brainer if you weren't going to take him to win, or even if you were, because at only minus 125, great value. I think he's won three races in a row now, so he's on a hell of a hell of a streak. Yeah, and it was hard to not bet him as the outright, but again, we had talked about why we didn't necessarily bet him as the outright is because three in a row is 
hard to do. And so for Gregson to be able to do it at the end, yeah, there was a ugh, man, this was just a frustrating race in in that as a better. I mean, again, we talk about as a fan, hell of a race. As a better, the strategy calls, some of the things that were going on, you really left sc- scratching your head as far as why you would pit in a certain situation, knowing, especially after that one caution, the late caution, why why even come down pit road at that point uh, when the 7 and the 66 ended up getting into each other uh, to, it's just, yeah, there were so many things that you just, you left yourself going, why? Why, why, why? Yep, yeah, and uh, man, you saw it Thursday night with the trucks, and I guess Noah, Noah's crew chief learned from that. And, uh, and yeah, it paid off staying out, staying out obviously was the key. And then we saw obviously in the cup race, staying out was fine. As long as your tires held on, which a lot of time they didn't for the leader. We'll get into that obviously. But, uh, but again, I, I, I had a question too, or I got a question this weekend about, cause we were both on Gregson in different ways. I had a top three, you had to been a head to head. How come we didn't take him to be the winner too? And we just thought, I mean, again, it was kind of a toss up between the three, like, you got to pick one. I decided to go with Allgaier. And there's a way that you still hit all three of those. If Gregson does good but doesn't win, if Allgaier wins, you can cash the Allgaier part of it and both Gregson bets. So when you're super confident in a guy like we were in Gregson, we knew he was going to do good. We knew he was going to be good. But it's kind of a toss-up with the winners. Like you said, three in a row is really hard to do. So it's kind of pick your poison and just go with one. But even though you don't want to necessarily bet on – two, three guys at, at three to one to win. Cause it's not really going to pay off. If you, if you work the math, you could still find a way to get those other guys included if you believe in them. And I think that we did that this way now easily could have been where all wins and Gregson ends up second or something like that. Then we cash all of them. We missed the all part of it, but we're still able to cash the other bets with the Gregson on it. Yeah, it was frustrating, but we, again, all of most of our head to heads pretty much ended up right. And this one did as well. And I, I Riley Herps over Daniel Hamrick, Although this one gave me fits, too, because at some points it looked like Hemrick might actually do well. Uh, but thankfully, he sort of when bowed Herps, out. Wasn't Herbst was like the first caution, wasn't he? Yeah, I he was. He had, he, he had lost, a, I think a tire went down or something, and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, this one <laughs> this one sunk your, hunk, uh, sunk your heart early, uh, but Riley Herbst did end up with a fifth-place finish. He did battle back from a lot of, uh, a lot of adversity throughout the entire race yeah and i mean <laughs> 98 spun on lap 14 uh and that was basically where yep. you thought well here we go so yep. <laughs> but hemrick hemrick finished in 20th uh he was not even on the lead lap so thankfully that happened too because you know I, again i thought be, after after lap 14 i thought we were sunk on this head-to-head but it was a testament to what we talked about with herps being a a, a tough guy to drive through the field and be able to, to get where he needed to go no matter where he started uh and he, he started in 12th again had that problem but drove right back through it and finished fifth inside the top five so strong run for that Stuart Haas racing team and uh yeah I mean I'll take that head to head over Hemrick who we just we we're talking about his full fate of Hemrick at this point maybe even going forward for the rest of the season yeah and again I think Hemrick has probably made us the most money this year just by fading him it, it just it works almost every time. Every once in a while, he has a little bit of a decent run. But, I mean, we saw last year in that 18 car for Gibbs, he was in contention every week. It seemed like he finished second like 18 weeks in a row or something. And then obviously, you know, guts it out, barely gets the win at, at uh, Phoenix at the end of the season and has crowned the champion. But, 
This car switch has not been good to him. I personally think he's overrated driver. I've never, I've never been a huge fan of, of him or his talent. I think he, he was in the cup series previously. I didn't think he really had earned that ride. Um, and so I'm just going to keep fading him while we get it again. Herbst not going to win your races. He's not going to be up there competing for the win, but he is going to get you solid finishes week in and week out. Even when he had adversity at the beginning of the race like this was able to fight back through it, get you the solid finish. Um, and it pays off. I had uh, Austin Hill over Sam Mayer at minus 105 with no really no juice on this. I like this. Um, I didn't expect that great of a day from Sam Mayer. Ends up finishing in fourth place, so I was pretty shocked by that. Luckily, Austin Hill finished third, so whew, sweating that one at the end. But, uh, but again, pretty much at even money at, at minus 105. Uh, I felt pretty confident in this one. Austin Hill has been good week in and week out. Um, you know, he's not in one of those JRM cars. He's not in a Joe Gibbs car, but he, he's the next best solid guy you can rely on to always be up there, always peeks his head in at the end. He wasn't necessarily up there at the beginning of the race, but throughout the race, they're really good at working on his car, getting it where he needs to be, getting in position. Again, he was a benefactor of staying out uh, on old tires, and that got him extra spots at the end there, but a solid third place finish by him, squeaked it out over Mayer. Either way, we'll take it, and uh, he wins that head-to-head. Yeah, track position was so clutch this entire weekend across all three series. I mean, you sh- staying out on old tires did not necessarily sink you like it would on some of these other tracks. So, yeah, and with Sam Mayer starting in fifth and Austin Hill starting in 15th, that was another situation where we were like, well, here we go. We're in for something if we're in for anything because this is going to be uh, – can, can yeah. Austin Hill climb and up through the ranks? Something, something too. I hear a lot of people complain about, oh, there wasn't a ton of passing. Oh, there wasn't a bunch of passes for the lead. Like, look at how exciting this whole weekend was, even without that. Again, back to, we always talk about the race within the race. Like, yes, even though sometimes it's hard to pass on the track, there's a million other ways for you to get an advantage to pass somebody else other ways. And we saw pit road play a huge part in that. We saw the way you set up your car, all those flat tires, on all the Penske Fords <laughs> weren't just flat tires on random cars. It's the way they set their car up. It's what they were doing wrong. So yeah, it sucks when, when they're, you know, blowing tires and hitting the wall, but it's happening for a reason. And that's part of this whole thing. Now, mechanical failures like Kyle Bush blowing an engine for the second week in a row, that stuff sucks and is what it is. But there's so many things throughout the race. We saw it again on, on Saturday night with Kevin Harvick, the mistake on pit road, now there's some question on whether that was a part failure or whatever, but it just there's so many other parts within it. If you pay attention to the whole thing, even when there's not a ton of on-the-track passing per se, which I think there was still a fair amount of this weekend. It was harder, and track position played into it. But there's still enough there that if you're paying attention to the whole thing, it was still a great weekend of racing and a lot of fun action. I really enjoyed it. Hey, when you're three and four wide in, in Bristol, like that's – I know it's after restarts, but still, that 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 packs a lot of action in there. And there was still and enough. And then you throw in all the you throw in all the lap cars. You got to pass them. Like that's not just nothing. Like you saw, that probably cost Justin Allgaier the win. Was going to pass that lap car. The lap car gets up into him. It wrecks. Then he pits. He loses the lead. Never gets back up there. Nope. That's that's all. Again, all part of it was that Justin's fault. Was that the 66's fault? Who knows? But 
but it played a huge factor in the result of the race. Hey, these guys don't want to go multiple laps down, so I, they race them hard. They always race them hard. Uh, well, that definitely led into my next head-to-head -head where I had Gragson over Allgaier at minus 105. This is the one where you said to me, I don't know, Rod, I don't know. Well, I mean, do I like the way, does it make me feel dirty the way it happened? Yes. But did it cash? Yes. So that doesn't make me feel dirty at all. Uh, Gragson obviously wins. Allgaier, dominant car all damn day long, just could not get the, the final checkered flag uh, finish that he wanted. You know, they didn't pay us uh, when we had Tyler Reddick at like 25 to 1 to win a Bristol Dirt, and he got spun in the final corner. So, uh, you know, hey, however you win these bets, you take them when you can. It all it all settles out in the end. Uh, but, yeah, again, I, I was on the Allgaier side of things, but we knew it was a coin toss between which one would be better. Allgaier led 148 laps. He, he had a pretty good car. But, again, it's, it's a whole team effort. It's a whole race effort. Gregson put himself in position be there at the end the crew chief made the right call and you cashed it and again at minus 105 very very good odds with with little juice there indeed uh all right let's get into the winners uh we talked a little bit about uh yours but uh, go go over the one that kind of disappointed from from the get-go yeah i mean it almost wasn't disappointing because i had sheldon creed 20 to 1 and he comes out and he's just killing it again looks fast looks good and then i Whatever happened, happened. Uh, you could probably put that blame a couple different ways, but gets slammed into the wall, ends his day early, ends his uh, playoff chances early. Suck to see, but but again, from what we saw from him at 20 to 1, I don't think he should have been priced at 20 to 1. We've talked about it all season. He, he does not always the best at finishing races, maybe being a little too aggressive too early. It's hard to know, but, uh, but at 20 to 1, I still feel good in – how that how fast he was before he got taken out there early oh for sure i mean it was that was the riley herbst incident with between him and and sheldon yes. creed and look creed started 22nd and was battling up front and led uh was it 34 laps in this race so you're right this damn car was fast or truck yeah the car was fast yeah, um car. and yeah truck car yeah well we just talked about his teammate austin hill finishing third so i mean they obviously had great cars again this weekend, as they have most of the season. Again, the result wasn't there. He's so he's so hit and miss. He's hard to bet on. But that's where sometimes, like, if you like a guy like him at twenty to one to win, it's good to bet on that. But you don't necessarily bet him, you know, in a head to head or something for much less odds because the results can be so varying. Where he's either going to win or he's going to wreck. So if he wins, you're going to get it. If he wrecks, you know. It was 20 to one. So it was a long shot anyways. Yeah. So you're not necessarily all that sad about it, but I mean, even still, uh, Sheldon Creed, I, I hated it for him because this interview afterwards was just, it was painful to watch. Cause you could see he's the pain just on such a, for being a, a Canadian via can California, he's, uh, he's such a, such a, just like down to earth guy. Like, you know, he's got his glasses on. He's just like a normal looking dude. He's just, you could tell he just like, oh man, I, you know, I had it. I, we were so good. It just, he's, he's a good guy. One of the, again, one of those, some of these guys are just easy to root for. Some of them, like when Daniel Hemrick talks, I just want to like, I don't know. I, it makes me not like him, but, <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know what it is. Sorry, Daniel Hemrick fans out there, but, uh, but Sheldon Creed, one of those likable guys that, that seems like everybody can like. Well, when he comes back to 
Canada, California. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can't nail down an interview with him uh, and have him go. on the show. <laughs> Tell him that we've mistaken him for a Canadian because of how damn nice he is. Uh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of being nice, uh, AJ Allmendinger, I picked him to win at plus 1,000. But, you know, look, he finished sixth. He started fourth, finished sixth. He just didn't have it. Literally did not have the car that needed to win. Never really ran up at the front front. Never led a lap. But, you know, just hung around all day, in and around. Found his way up a few times. Found his way down a few times. It just was a very uninspired race by A.J. Allmendinger. And, unfortunately, there was no, at no point did I think he was going to, to be in contention for the win. So, that was just a swing and a miss by me. And maybe a, maybe a homer pick because... I do like me some A.J. Allmendinger, but he did clinch the regular season championship, so he's got points going into the next uh, the, the the playoff races from here on out. Yeah, agree. yeah. I mean, that that's a great day for him. 10-1, to 1, I still think, was good odds. I mean, anything could have happened. We saw it late with the pit call. That easily could have been him. He could have been up there at 10-1 to 1, uh, to win that. Um, he, he gets so into his head early in the race, like, like right at the start of the race, he thought he missed a shift maybe messed up the engine and then he just you can hear him going on the radio i'm so sorry guys i think i messed this up like he just gets in his head so much i think that it affects his racing sometimes and, and I, I don't know what he can do at this point to move move on from that but hopefully they can work with him and, and just try to get him to be able to see past those mental errors and not let it affect the rest of his race because i think that happens a lot with him and it sucks to see but you mentioned he did win the regular season championship um and so the playoffs begin now for the Xfinity series. Again, not all the series are lined up because different amounts of races and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so he does win that, which is good for him because even going into the playoffs, uh, he's fourth now in the playoff standings, even with winning that and getting that 15 extra points with all the wins that some of these guys have. Noah Gragson, he's got he's the one with the mulligan for the Xfinity guys at plus 46. Ty Gibbs at plus 33. Allgaier at 28. Almondinger at 27. Uh, Ryan Sieg squeaks in as the 12th and final driver. Great to see for a family-owned team. Uh, you got him and the Jeremy Clements car both in the playoffs. Awesome for both these guys. Do they have a realistic chance at the championship? No, probably not. I mean, anything can happen. We've seen anything happen this year, so I'm not going to count them totally out. But for them to be locked into finishing in the top 12 in the uh, playoffs or uh, owner playoffs or whatever. Well, I don't know. Actually, I guess the 39's not in the playoffs for that, but that's a whole nother story. But either way, for them to be up there, it's huge for the teams, huge for the sponsors, and great to see for those guys. And now we go playoff racing uh, for Xfinity starting this week. Hell yeah. It's going to be a blast to break those down. And uh, I know the tracks are winding down and the races are winding down, but boy, I, that has not left us with any less entertaining and entertainment to be had. Uh, as we go forward. So speaking of going forward, we will go forward after the break, break down the Xfinity drivers in the Xfinity races and our Xfinity picks when we come back. But first, let me ask you about Sleeper. You know Sleeper? I know Sleeper. I had Sleeper open all day long on yesterday as we talk about this on Monday. Uh, I had Sleeper open the app, that fantasy football app, because I was checking every single one of my scores. I wanted the live updates. I wanted to see my little, I have a taco as my uh, little emoji type of a thing. So I watched that taco slash and trash the, the little cat that the other guy had all day long. 
look, Sleeper's the fastest growing, growing fantasy platform. It's got millions of players. It's got me. It's got Cody. It's got all of the SGPN guys on there to use it for all of our fantasy leagues. It's a game-changing product. It's unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing in the new over-under game, over-unders, integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Now, not only can you enter a contest via the over-under app itself, but you can do so without even leaving your matchup screen. So I don't got to Get away from the little taco that's slashing and dicing around the cat on the other end of it. I can place my over-under bets right from that screen. So let's say you had Patrick Mahomes as your starting fantasy quarterback. Congratulations on your week two win. Now you think that he is going to crush that over 250-yard passing line, which he did. Well, you won. And you could do but you could do so by betting right from the matchup screen. If you pick correctly, win anywhere between two times and twenty times the money that you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on sleeper. It's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest so we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they've also got college football player props. Get over there, stop what you're doing, download sleeper now, play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends. And most importantly, make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group over at Sleeper, sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Use that promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday? and Sunday. Why? Because it's NFL season. It's our favorite time of year, and whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. That's the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues. Elias Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by their renowned research teams, which means they constantly give you information that's up-to-date and that you can trust. The app gives you everything you need this season to get a competitive edge. You get league-validated team and player stats, head-to-head comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias' key insights from the Elias statisticians, including injury and impact analysis. An expert game analysis, which gives you the advantage in betting, picking your fantasy lineups, or showing off your sports knowledge. And... The game, Elias Game Plan, is releasing new features all the time. Chat function, which allows you to talk directly with their researchers. So you get the information you need to feel comfortable in making big decisions or betting on your fantasy team. I know that I give out a ton of stats every single day regarding player props and over-unders and all the point spreads. I need stats. I need cold, hard stats to back up what I feel because you don't want to trust my intuition. You want me to come with you, come at you with stats. Well, the Elias Game Plan app does exactly that. It gives me the confidence to know that my strategy is backed by numbers and not just my intuition. Elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And now... I got a special offer for you when you subscribe. Get 15% off your annual subscriptions, but only if you use our promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store and use the promo code SGPN15. 
Introducing RYP VIP. It's a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool. Helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. You get entry to our exclusive weeks one and week two pools with a guaranteed $5,000 payouts, as well as our season long pool with a guaranteed $100,000 payoff. It gets you access to exclusive data to help you with our weekly game, your weekly game picks. You get premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. Top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan, use promo code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Believe it or not, there was one more race on the weekend. It was Saturday night. It was under the lights. It was 500 laps at Bristol. Cody, I'm I'm hard-pressed to find one car that did not have some sort of something on it. Maybe even my car when I went out and looked. I think there was a little bit of uh, you know tire wear on my car as well. So, yeah, we're talking some craziness that went on. What What an insane race. I mean... Just right from the very beginning, not that long into the race, Harrison Burton uh, has tire problems, and then it just continued throughout the night. Playoff drivers having issues, non-playoff drivers having issues. I think Harrison Burton caused like six cautions, still finished 14th somehow. I It was insane. The, the, the whole night, just drama, drama, drama. I love it, man. I It, it is so much fun. The cut line deal. Oh my goodness, drivers were in, drivers were out, drivers look good, then they get caught up, then they come back on the track, then you got guys costing other guys points and teammates dropping out, getting other guys points. I mean, the whole, man, we we could go on for hours about the whole entire night, but it was just, what an insane night. Obviously, the first four drivers got cut. Uh, Some huge surprises. Kevin Harvick, I know I had him in my final four. I think you might have as well. Kyle Busch. Another huge surprise, uh, both being cut. Those are both former champions. Now we have 12 drivers left. Only three previous champions are still in the 12 drivers. We could very, very easily see a new champion crowned this year. Uh, Pretty crazy stuff. And then Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick um, both getting caught up in the big one at Bristol uh, as well were eliminated. Man, what a crazy day. Yeah, and even still, like when you were talking about the ticker oh, wait, on the site, wait. I'm not done. I'm oh. not done. Oh, 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 we got our 19th winner of the season. Oh, there's more. More than half of the chartered cars have now won a race. I think I shared this in the Discord, but I saw a meme and it was BJ McLeod and Cody Ware, and it said <laughs> next year's All Star Open field, entire field, or something, because uh, everybody's going to be in the All Star race. But man, 19 different winners. Christopher Busher. If you had him 75 to one, I know my buddy, Chris, he he's just gotten into NASCAR this year within the last like two months listening to us. He's been making a ton of money. Uh, so shout out to him. He texted me before the race and he goes, I had a dream about Chris Busher last night. So I bet him. And I'm like, I, t- I responded and I said, that's not a bad bet. Like Fords were fast in practice and qualifying. It's a long shot, of course, but you know, it might have a chance. And then Chris Busher comes out and wins, and uh, yeah, he was pretty happy. He only had two bucks on it, but hey, seventy-five to one, it paid like one hundred and fifty bucks. So you can't beat that for a long shot. Uh, I told him that if he has any more dreams, he needs to make sure he tells me so I can get in on that as well. 
I'm like, look, if we're if we're causing people to dream about NASCAR, I feel like we're hey, doing I a damn it. good job, right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, and look, and not just that, man, but this is the third non-playoff driver in a row to win to open the playoffs, which has obviously never happened before. Nope. And, I, I mean, look, we talked just endlessly about the fact that this car, this year, the way this is set up has was about to give us stuff we'd never seen before. Like this whole different uh, setup that we've got going on. And it's just not disappointed at all. And and to be honest with you, I don't know that I want it any other way from now on. I mean, as frustrating as it can be for betting standpoint, like they did exactly what they needed to do to make this a more engaging uh, sport just in general. And and the drivers may hate it. I don't know if the drivers like it or not, but from a well, there's some that definitely do. No. Some have been pretty vocal about it. But but I mean, it, and those are the guys who were winning a ton of races before and were always at the top, like. Of course, they're not going to like it as much, but from a fan aspect of it, I mean, it has been so much fun. This has been the most exciting season I can remember watching. Like, the racing is great week in and week out. Now we're going to Texas this week. It might be different. But uh, but it, the storylines have been crazy. Like you said, three non-playoff drivers, the first time in the play history of the playoff format that three non-playoff drivers have won all three races. I think one time back-to-back, there was two in a round, but they were playoff drivers that had already been eliminated. So, like, they were still guys who had qualified for the, these are guys who didn't even qualify for the round of sixteen. Period. Like, in it's been so freaking crazy this season. It, and again, it's been so much fun. I've loved it so much. Well, we've loved it, like we said, from a fan standpoint. But boy, we got our our lunch eight on the uh, batting aspect of this this week and. Again, it was a, a lot of different factors going into it, but yeah, our bets uh, our bets suffered a little bit on the final of the finale of the weekend. So it's hard it's hard to handicap a race that has this much chaos. I mean, it was almost like a super speedway race the way guys were dropping out. And I mean, half of our bets didn't cash not because they weren't good drivers or good, just because they had issues or, or you know just different things. And and yes, it happens on a week to week basis and works in our favor sometimes. Did not work in our favor this time, uh, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Indeed. Well, it started disappointingly for the first driver that we'll talk about, and man, we wanted to see a much better day out of that 45 car, but unfortunately, we were not. Uh, we did not get to see that good day by the 45 car. Yeah, Bubba Wallace issues early. I think it was power steering, something mechanical, so obviously he drops out of the race early. Now he does come back, runs a bunch of laps, um, passes Kyle Bush, which I did see an explanation on that because we were kind of like, man, is Toyota like purposely trying to screw Kyle Bush here? Like at that point, it looked like he could still get in, even though he was out of the race. And Mike Wheeler from 2311 uh, said, you know, look, we're racing for the owner's championship, which again, we talked about a few weeks ago how that was such a big deal. Now they've already, they had already locked themselves into the next round, but if they get eliminated before the final four, the, the points balance out so you can so like even these guys who just got eliminated in the drivers playoffs in the first four can still finish fifth in the overall playoff standings at the end because once you're out you're back into the pool and wherever you stand basically so they still needed to get every point they could for the owner's championship part of things and so it made sense from that point of stuff so maybe toyota wasn't so much trying to to you know, hit him out, but, 
Bubba Wallace over Christopher Bell. This was plus 205. Again, this was just a value thing. When you get two guys that are close enough, I mean, Christopher Bell has been absolutely amazing lately. And maybe I dogged on him a little more than I should have last week after seeing how he performed this week. But still, when you're getting guys that are close enough in talent and it's plus 205 head-to-head, it just doesn't make sense. Now you look at all the chaos in that race, you're going to tell me I could get a plus 205 and there's going to be this much chaos? Hell yes, sign me up. I would take this bet again. No pro- no questions asked because that easily could have been Bell and Bell had problems later on. He still recovered and got a decent finish, but he was leading the race, blew a tire, hit the wall. I mean, at plus 205, this was grossly mispriced and I would take this bet again. And that was the reason I took it was just there was too much value on it. Yeah, we did not get a chance to see anything of what Bubba Wallace could have ended up doing. So, um, yep, I'm agree. I agree with you. We I, it looked like he could have been strong and just did not happen. Speaking of, looked like he could have been strong. Denny Hamlin, I took to take the poll. <sighs> Fourth, <laughs> he was up there. He just didn't get the poll, unfortunately. Uh, that honor actually belonged to Eric Almarola. Who Which probably, was out of nowhere. Yeah. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. And, I, and I'm actually curious. I would have liked to have seen what his odds were to win the poll because I don't know that anybody gave him that much of a chance to, to be on the poll. Uh, they had to be pretty pretty long shot, which is – I don't. we've not seen a ton of like long shot poll winners this year, so I don't know that, that betting long shot poll winners is really something you want to do. I mean, I guess if you're sprinkling, if he's like I – don't, I don't know what his odds were, but if it was like 50 to 1, I guess – Maybe, but but I don't know what would have made you choose him for this track. I mean, I could see it at like a New Hampshire or somewhere, a short flat track. I don't know. It was, that was just that whole thing was weird. <laughs> but see, that's that's kind of what, and I know we don't necessarily always we don't we don't touch on other people in on our show. It's it's mainly just us for accountability purposes. But for the most part, look, it's easy to to grab a ticket and say, "Look, I cashed." Right? That's that's easy. But when you go back through it and you look at those people's track records, more often than not, it's not, that's the one they cashed. That's the one they cashed. So yes, it's easy to go out and find yourself one where you can hit like a a 70, you know, 750 to one or whatever and and say, yeah, look at me. I did this. But like, what did you do before? So if you bet these long shots every single time, you're probably going to hit one. Yeah, great. You're probably going to hit one. But how many times is it going to take you? And it's different on the winner side because we've seen all see, especially this season, but you've, we've seen, and we've hit a lot of long shot winners there. There's just more of a chance with everything that goes on in the race, all the stuff for it to happen. Whereas in qualifying, generally the same group of guys within reason are still the fastest week in and week out. And then which one of the 10 that makes it to the final round every week, are you going to pick like, it, qualifying is very tough. Now there are trends we can follow and, and we've given it out a few times. And I think Denny Hamlin at six to one, even was still a good bet this week. I'm just saying, don't be looking at like our uh, Eric Amarola went out there and, and got the poll. So I need to bet somebody at 50 to one every week now, because those just don't hit that often. Yeah. That's why I love our core folks. The, the ones that stick with us and also the other folks that are out there with Phil and with, uh, Derek and you know Rory, all those guys. We all we all own up to when we make bad picks. So, uh, yeah, all right, absolutely. And, and that's just, I mean, it's it's still gambling. Like, <laughs> it's you're not going to hit them all. It's nothing is is guaranteed, you know. But there's a process that that can, you can follow, and that things can go well. You're going to have hot streaks. You're going to have cold streaks. 
It's just like if you're playing baseball, it's just like anything else where, you know, that's, it's just part of gambling. That's, that's what it is, but you can still have fun and make money and you just got to look at the right ways. And all we're saying is betting long shot poll winners on a week to week basis is not the way to do it. (laughs) It it will not be profitable on the way up, but uh, betting, (laughs) betting your next bet more often than not could be profitable. Just unfortunately this, this week it did not hit. Yeah, Denny Hamlin, top five, minus 120. Again, very good value for a guy that has performed so well lately. He's been so good. He's been good at this track. Expected a lot from him. And he was running a good race. He was up there a majority of the race for a long time. I think before the last pit stop, he was up in the top five. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. But finished ninth. Um just again so much chaos throughout the night um but at minus 120 for a top five a track like this we knew toyota was going to be fast um we expected him to be very good we saw i mean kyle bush his teammate throughout that race was really fast really good toyota just had a lot of issues he had some issues didn't cash but but again at the price that it was at i still don't think it was a bad bet and i would make it again Hey, look, because I think I think if you run this race nine more times, he probably finishes in the top five, nine more times, I'm guessing easily. And I think he had to battle himself back too. again. He was slow on the front stretch on lap 235 like that was he brought out that caution at lap 235. So he had to continue to fight his way up through and he did. And and he almost got there. I mean, I I, I thought he was going to do it, too. So, um, all right. I had (laughs) uh, Austin Dillon over Chase Briscoe. God bless America, man. First of all, Chase Briscoe shut up. Like he started second. Like I, I don't. I never gave him the chance to start that high up. Um, and then, and then, of course, we know what happened to Austin Dillon. But man, let me tell you, it, it was frustrating from an aspect of I, I felt like maybe Austin Dillon had a better race in him if he would have been able to 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 just get that car fixed back up again. But I don't know. I didn't expect this out of Chase Briscoe. So that's on me for not giving Chase but Briscoe. Still, I, I don't think, I mean, yeah, Briscoe came out fast in qualifying. The Stuart Haas Fords were just fast in qualifying for whatever reason, but still he only finished 14th. I mean, it's not like he, he ended up with a great finish or a great run all day. Like he wasn't running around the top that around the front that much. Like Austin Dillon was eighth in stage two. Now Chase Briscoe was fourth in stage one, but again, he had started up there. You kind of expect those guys to stay up there, but Austin Dillon running eighth in stage two. Chase Briscoe was third there as well. So, so I guess he did hang around for a little while, but Austin Dillon, I think had a much better race in him. They seemed like they had a decent car. We talked about it. I gave this one out on, uh, on Derek's show his his Twitter spaces show because as, as my favorite featured matchup because of the odds again, a plus money. And it had been, I think eight of the last nine races or something where he'd won the head to head. We hadn't seen much from Briscoe. Now Briscoe popped his head back out, qualified good. Ran an okay race, but still 14th isn't a super great result from him. So I don't know that I'm going to jump on him all of a sudden now. Uh, I still haven't been impressed with what I've seen from him lately. Uh, now he does, you know, sneak into the next round of the playoffs. I was kind of surprised by that. But with all the attrition and stuff, I guess that's how he got in there. Um, but I, I still think that this was a good one, especially at plus odds. Again, you're telling me you can get a bet at plus odds and have all this chaos. Who says it's not Briscoe that gets caught up in the big one at Bristol, which you don't hardly see ever, and you easily cash it on the other side. 
he he wasn't super impressive throughout the day, so I think it was a good bet still. Indeed. Uh, all right, but you know, speaking of of bets, this next one for you, heartbreaking, my friend, heartbreaking in many many ways. Again, I wasn't necessarily trying to fade Christopher Bell. It was just the odds were not in; it, they were on the other side. They were so good. Kevin Harvick over Christopher Bell, plus one hundred. Man, this one felt good. Kevin Harvick looked good. He's fast. You get the late caution. He goes to pit, and they have an issue. It, now, his crew chief, Rodney Childers, who's been very vocal, as has Kevin Harvick, about this new car, about things they don't like, about things out of their control. Uh, he shared a video saying that the, the pit crew member did everything right. The, the lug just didn't lock or something. I don't know. But that cost him. Shuffled him back to 10th. Uh, he was ahead of Busher going into the pits. So, man, what could have been? Uh, and then, obviously, Christopher Bell finishes fourth. I wasn't necessarily expecting Bell to have a bad day. I just, these head-to-heads were so close. And Harvick, I think, is, is still the more talented guy, the guy with the track record here, and appeared to be good. He had a race-winning car, as Bell did at times as well. But at plus money, again, we didn't get any of these this time. But if, if you take enough of these plus money ones that are so close, and we've hit on them a few times already this year, and you do it whenever you get the chance, it's going to be more profitable in the long run than it's not. Didn't pay off this week in those ones. But again, with all the chaos and stuff, it very easily could have. Yeah. And again, this one right from the get-go, Harvick started seventh, Bell started eighth. So we were already holding our breath when that one happened. Yeah, I I've, I just feel bad for Kevin Harvick. I'm not even going to continue to hit that because it's just it was so tough to watch. And I would love nothing more for him uh, to, to be able to go out on top. So hopefully he comes back next season and tries one more time. Uh, all right. Speaking of of plus money bets that worked in our favor, Chase Elliott, man, I don't know how, I don't know why, and I don't know what lucky star he fell under, but he finished inside the top three for us, cashed out at a plus two hundred. Again, this was he started twenty third. This was not looking good from the get go. But Chase Elliott did Chase Elliott things just completely. I mean, never let a lap in this race, but by God, managed to to find his way up to the front and hold his position at the end there uh, to, to at least get us a top three finish. So thank God for that one, Cashing. Yeah, I mean, almost more luck than anything. But hey, we, you'll, sometimes you're unlucky. Sometimes you're lucky. Take it when you can get it. Plus money. From what we saw from him here last year, it was not the same this year. He, he started qualified bad, started towards the back. Wasn't that impressive throughout the day. But one of the few drivers who didn't really have any issues that Hooters car might have been the only one that didn't have a scratch on it. I don't remember him being caught up in anything at any point. So, again, we've talked about this with Elliott throughout the season. He's been the most consistent driver, hands down. That's why he wrapped up the regular season championship before they even went to Daytona. They have found a way to adjust, work on the car, even when it's not, not super flashy, and just get good results week in, week out. Nobody's more happy than he is to move to the next round. Uh, the points reset. He's back up at top. He's 31 points above the, above the cut line. We saw him use his mulligan last race or last round. He's got another one. Not, not quite as big of a, as big of a cushion because obviously the cut line moves up to eight now instead of, uh, instead of 12, but, uh, but still has a little bit of a cushion, which yeah, we'll get into, we'll get into the next round of playoffs on the next show because it's a, it's an interesting round and a lot of guys are, 
are going to need some help, I think. But, uh, but yeah, great bet by you. Chase Elliott, just all reliable, can get you those good solid finishes, plus money, good call. Winners, I won't spend a bunch of time on. I had shit luck this week on that. Kyle Busch, plus 800, I was big on him this week. He had a fast car. He looked like a fucking rocket to start the race. Coming fast, looking good. And then the issues happen. A blown motor twice in three races in the first round of the playoffs. Almost unheard of these days in these cars. I mean, back in the day, blown motors were just part of racing. You don't see that as much anymore where these, you know, teams and motors are so efficient and everything now. It happens, though. Um, So he finishes uh, 34th. He was at plus 800. Martin Truex Jr., you know, still retired to me. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I bet him other than the fact he was 15 to 1. I I thought Toyotas were going to be fast. I thought they were going to be good, and they were. We saw it from from the other three Gibbs cars, not his car, but but again, out very early. He finishes dead last. I don't even remember what happened to his car. He was out so early and so fast. I I put it in my past memories of why did I waste a pick on this guy again? Uh, I'm tired of betting Martin Truex Jr. I only did it and I I put in the notes. We talked about this on the show. Puke face emoji next to picking him, uh, and it was a puke face emoji as I clicked submit on that bet. Again, I, I think the value was there for the type of car he's in, but Martin Trix Jr. again shits the bed. The story of 2022 with him, uh, and then obviously we, as a team pick, we added Kevin Harvick on there plus 900. That one had a hell of a shot all the way down to the end. Uh, we were feeling pretty good about that, and then we already talked about what happened with him, and it didn't quite work out there. Yep, that was the that was the pit strategy that could have been, but unfortunately, looking for Martin Truex, it was power steering, and then the whole thing just went kablooing. So. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing nothing you can do about that one. And he wouldn't have had, I don't think, the car to hang in there either. So, ah, sadly. I know, puke emoji. And we did that. We'll talk about DFS while, too, because I had Kozlowski puke emoji. But he went out and showed some stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a, what a great call by you. If you don't listen to the DFS show, Rod nailed it. He picked uh, Kozlowski, and he he put puke emoji next to it. He didn't love it. But, uh, man, Kez, I think him and him and Busher led the most laps, I want to say, throughout the race, which – Amazing for for Roush Fenway. If you're new to NASCAR, man, the team used to be such a powerhouse. Like they had five cars at one point, winning championships back to back, races every week. Now they haven't won in like five years until this weekend. It's it's crazy how much of a cliff they fell off of. But we've started to see that. Maybe Richard Childress racing headed back that way. Maybe Roush Fenway Keselowski now is headed back that way. Good to see some of these names that have been around so long. Maybe a little resurgence as we head with this new car forward. Well, the resurgence also needs to happen for Joey Logano. I had him at 15 to 1. Of course, like you said, as a team, we had uh, Harvick at plus 900. But, yeah, I mean, look, there was nothing for Joey Logano. That guy literally came out flat, stayed flat, finished all the way back in 27th uh, with a suspension issue, didn't even run all the laps. So, yeah, I mean, that, that (laughs) that, that poor car. Just nothing for it. The, the 22 just did not look good. He started 15th, like I said, finished 27th. It just wasn't a good day for Logano. He'd like to put this one in the memory in the past memory banks, and I think we would too. So, um, I, again, I gave him a little more credit for maybe being able to run on this track, even though I know people like to say that the dirt has zero effect on what happens on cement. Uh, but, you know, we're running track. You run the track. You kind of have muscle memory when you can see it. But, yeah. I'll, I will not make that mistake again. 
Yeah, and I mean, I don't think it was a bad pick, and we talked about it. Like we said, basically, it was checkers or records with him. Like this season, he's either been really good and he wins, or he's just not even been a factor. This was one of the times where he wasn't a factor. It was his 500th start. You know, he's on track to be the next Iron Man of NASCAR at his age. How many starts he is in? That's another story for another day. Maybe that's another off-season podcast. We're starting to work on those because we're going to be here all year round for you. But um, I, I still at fifteen to one. Obviously, as good of a driver as he is, having a couple wins already this season, uh, being in the playoffs, I, I think it was still a good bet. And we told you he was either going to do good or he was going to do bad, and it was bad this time. But but uh, at fifteen to one for who he is, the car he's in. Not a bad bet, I don't think, either. Yeah, we didn't tell you to bet the house on Joey Logano. Definitely yeah. don't want to bet more than what it would probably cost for you to go and uh, and have a nice little dinner. But anyway, uh, all right, Cody, we're going to wrap this one up as we get ready to uh, to give tomorrow's show out and some of our favorite picks of the race or of the, the race that's coming up in Texas. Uh, but before we do, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Some things never change. Kyle Larson, yet again, the favorite this week, plus 600. I don't understand it, but we'll talk about that next show. You can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. All kinds of content over there. I got a little bit of everything. Got my first basketball article coming out for a sports gambling podcast later this week. So look for that to drop. Little little future stuff for, for the season. NBA season's quickly approaching. By the way, Sleeper, you were talking about earlier, one of our awesome sponsors. We just uh, fired up our uh, our NBA fantasy league over there, so getting getting ready for pre-draft. Hoping I can take Moon off down again this this year, like I did last year. Uh, but but anyways, you can find all my stuff over there. A little bit of everything at Husker underscore Zeb, and of course follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling, and join us in the Discord too. I've been able to live bet on races lately, and two weeks in a row I had Denny Hamlin. At Kansas, 40 to 1. I don't think I put that in the Discord, but I'm going to make sure I always put him in the Discord from now on. He finished second. This week, I threw Chase Elliott, 16 to 1, in the Discord live. He finished second. So I'm getting close. All right. <laughs> I'm going to hit one of these live big odds. It's crazy how much, like, it, it just, it's, it, it amazed me so much, like all the issues we saw early. And Elliott was just running like 10th or whatever, but all of a sudden he's 16 to 1 when he opened opens the week seven to one or something like that. And it's like, well, he's not had any issues. The Chevy's not really having issues. Like it seemed like maybe you could throw a couple darts. And, and obviously if you had thrown the dart on Busher, you'd probably had a good payday, but, uh, but yeah, join us in the discord as well. Indeed, man. I, I put Cody in the kiddie pool of the SGPN and that dude went straight up and went the high dive. That's he's like, Nope, I'm, I am in the deep end now. So Props to Cody, man. I love the hustle. Uh, all right. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio that includes everything that I'm up to uh, at the SGPN and the Sportsbook Review. And, of course, in between media. Find all my work there. Uh, yeah. I mean, we just put another great weekend of racing to bed. Tomorrow we'll turn around and preview another fantastic weekend of playoff racing. Uh, and playoff betting. So, yeah, we're going to have some fun doing that as well. Ah, yeah, make sure to join the Discord. Have some fun with us. And until next time, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.